Hello, everyone, and welcome to This Week in Engineering. I'm Jim Anderton, Multimedia Content Director here at engineering.com. This week, sensor-headed robotic dogs, the world's biggest fusion reactor under construction, and an electric commuter plane. For the last 70 years, the energy generation industry, well, they've sought their own holy grail. Now, it's not solar photovoltaic or wind or tidal energy, it's nuclear fusion. Now, the dream is compelling and it's easy to understand. Duplicate the basic processes that fuel the sun and generate almost unimaginable amounts of energy with essentially no environmental impact. Now, nuclear fusion has been around since the early 1950s, but the transition from thermonuclear bomb to limitless energy source has a serious problem. That's that the plasma created is so hot that it burns through any known material. Now, research is underway on multiple approaches to a solution to this problem, but the biggest is the International Thermonuclear Experimental Reactor under construction at a massive site in saint paul le durans France. A milestone event took place at the site, hosted by French President Emmanuel Macron, celebrating the start of construction of ITER's gigantic tokamak. This is engineering on a grand scale, and when completed, the tokamak will contain over a million component parts with 10,000 tons of superconducting magnets. 35 nations are participating in the experiment, and the team expects to complete the reactor in December of 2025. It's simultaneously an enormous engineering project, a scientific research program, and a potentially disruptive force in energy economics. Now, from an engineering perspective, it's about gain, commonly expressed as Q. At a Q value of one, the fusion reaction generates energy equivalent to the energy used to establish the plasma, something called scientific breakeven. But scientific breakeven isn't enough energy production to self-heat the plasma for net energy surplus, which occurs at Q factors of approximately five. This is engineering breakeven, where the fusion reactor is essentially self-powered. The ultimate goal is economic breakeven, the point at which the production price per kilowatt hour of electricity is the same or lower than alternate energy generation technologies. Current approaches to the problem are generally classified as inertial containment and magnetic containment, with the ITER tokamak using the magnetic approach. The process is theoretically simple, Use very intense magnetic fields to compress a gas until the individual atoms are forced into such close proximity that they overcome their natural repulsion and fuse, releasing energy. The gas of the experimental ITER unit will contain deuterium and tritium. Heat generated will be absorbed by a blanket of lithium, then transferred through conventional heat exchanger technology to a conventional thermal power plant. First plasma is scheduled for 2027, and commercial reactors are currently predicted for operation by 2050. Now, that's a long way off, but the history of fusion technology has been that practical application of the technology has always been about 30 years off every year for the last 70 years. There are multiple competing technologies, including some privately funded, small-scale, relatively low-cost projects using everything from laser compression, manipulation of mechanically generated shock waves, and alternate magnetic confinement concepts such as focus fusion. The ITER project has been running for 20 years. It's projected to cost $20 billion. But will it work? And just as importantly, will a working tokamak-style fusion reactor be cost-competitive with electricity generated by other fusion, fission, photovoltaic, wind, or geothermal sources? The only way to know is to build it. And this week, they're finally starting. Electrification of aviation, well, that shows weekly progress these days. And this week, Matt Greenwood has a story about an application for battery electric power to fixed-wing flight that isn't about flying cars. It's about an electrically converted Cessna 208B Caravan, a nine-passenger single-engine regional transport that's usually powered by the venerable Pratt & Whitney PT6A turboprop. The project was created by Aerotech, a flight testing company, and Magnix, an electric propulsion company who supplied the 750-horsepower Magni 500 electric propulsion system. On the first test flight, the E-Caravan flew for 28 minutes at 100 miles an hour at a peak altitude of 2,500 feet. 
Now it works, but like all battery-powered aircraft, there's a cost. The onboard lithium-ion batteries weigh 2,000 pounds, more than 30 times heavier than an equivalent amount of kerosene or avgas. And unlike piston or turbine-powered aircraft, fuel burn doesn't lighten the aircraft. Takeoff gross weight is the same as landing gross weight, requiring adjustments in factors like runway selection, emergency procedures, and brake and tire wear. At this stage of development, range is also an issue. The E-Caravan's range is 100 miles, somewhat less than the turboprop aircraft with its 1,500-mile range. But lighter weight, more energy-dense batteries are in development, and the Aerotech Magnix team hopes to secure FAA approval for their conversion in late 2021. Will it work? Well, that test flight consumed $6 worth of electricity compared to the $300 it would have cost burning jet kerosene. It's also half as noisy as the fossil fuel-powered counterpart, and maintenance is expected to cost a fraction of the MRO cost for turboprop or piston engine aircraft of similar power. It's all dependent on batteries now, and we'll report back as that technology evolves. Laser scanning of the immediate environment must become an essential tool for architecture and civil engineering, aerospace, and even forensic criminal investigation. Now, those scans are typically made with tripod-mounted equipment, but Rupinder Terra has an interesting story this week about the seemingly obvious marriage of two technologies, laser scanning and robotics. Trimble Incorporated, a Sunnyvale, California-based geospatial and data analytics company, well, they've married the firm's X7 scanner to a Boston Dynamics spot, creating what is essentially a robotic dog with a 3D scanning capability. The first application is by design and construction firm Hensel Phelps for scanning the in-process build of a terminal building at Denver's International Airport. The system produces high-resolution panoramic images with 2mm scanning accuracy, and it's automatic, self-leveling, and self-calibrating. The advantages are obvious. There's no need to send a technician to move and set up the scanner point-to-point -point in a large construction project, and the robotic solution, well, it can be either pre-programmed to follow a specific route or controlled remotely by a human operator. The point cloud files are transmitted by Wi-Fi to a Trimble T10 tablet. The models created by the point clouds are used to compare the structure under construction to the BIM model, ensuring compliance with the original design. In a related development, Rupinder reports that Holobuilder, a maker of 360-degree cameras for the construction industry, well, they've launched an integrated app called SpotWalk, which allows the user to command a specific path for Boston Dynamics Spot to follow through a building site. In some applications, this may be more efficient than requiring Spot to navigate his own way around a complex and potentially obstacle-strewn construction site. Images collected by Holobuilder's camera are managed through a web application and analyzed using Site AI, Holobuilder's AI engine. The scanning technology is well-developed, and the key to making systems like this work is in the robotics. The small spot quadruped well, it can move at a brisk walking pace, and it can run 90 minutes on a battery charge. Now, as it is, Spot is self-navigating, and it sends a black-and-white video feed to a remote user, but it isn't cheap. With a base price just under $75,000, and that price could double with the accessories needed to create an all-up scanning system. Now, it may sound expensive, but the automation has a significant advantage, and that's the ability to scan an in-progress building site at any time of the day or night in a way that doesn't interrupt the construction process. The key is that it can spot deviations from the design early before they cause delays and additional costs. Spot has a 30-pound payload capacity, so we expect this to be one of many applications for Boston Dynamics' little dog. I'm waiting for the Jack Russell Terrier edition. Thanks for joining me, and we'll see you next time on This Week in Engineering.